Welcome to the Professional Ag Marketing Podcast. If you want a deep dive into the ag markets and risk management strategies, your search is over. Come here after every Friday to get your weekly commodity recap. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. This is your host, Mike Miner. Let's get started. Today is August 3rd, and we've got Mike Miner on today. Uh, just going solo here, day three wrap-up of the crop tour for the United States here. And uh, to get started, we had a decent pop on the overnight here. The grain market's back up another four cents on corn to 5.98, and we had the November soybeans 13.97 up about 10 cents yesterday. They got whacked a little bit yesterday again with uh, some changing weather models. There we did see <clears throat> a little bit more rain in the uh, in the Euro model for the western part of the Corn Belt here, and a, a little bit. Uh, less in the GFS model, but we did put some more rains in over the next couple weeks. Overall, it's still hot and dry in the western corn belt here over the next two weeks, but uh, we did see uh, see quite a bit of rain yesterday going through the eastern corn belt in Illinois. Uh, continuing to see some of those showers here today a little bit north of us. We uh, did travel yesterday from uh, about Champaign, uh, Illinois, about the center of the state, Moved straight west to Crawfordsville, just north of Indianapolis yesterday. Then worked our way into Ohio, just north of Dayton. Kind of worked through that, went north a little bit, and then started working our way back west again. So ended uh, ended the day south of Fort Wayne, closer to the central part of the state, just north of Crawfordsville a little bit again as we wrap back north. Um, overall, uh, there are large expectations for this crop in the eastern corn belt to try to make up for some of the shortfalls of the crop in the western corn belt. And what we started to see yesterday was as we moved towards the eastern side of Illinois, uh, some of the samples continued to be a little bit disappointing. And a lot of the disappointing samples yesterday were shorter length. The round counts were still pretty good yet. Uh, maturity maybe wasn't quite there, very similar to some of the 2020 years, um, something like that maturity-wise over here. But Overall, it, it looked decent. It was just a little bit shorter ear, and uh, we continue to see that at a lot of the stops that we have seen 40 counts, you know, 35 to 40 counts in the past. Uh, we're getting the same round count on some of those, but it, it is significantly shorter, probably 5 to 10 kernel lengths shorter, and a little bit of tip back here and there. And uh, we did see this more on the eastern side of Illinois, kind of where that drought is in the western side of Indiana. So that did uh, make its presence in the drought map anyways. But as we worked uh, east, it was a fine line between the uh, the wet or the the dry spot in the western side of the state. You had a, a small gap where it was kind of perfect between the two between Ohio and uh, Indiana. And then as we started to get into Ohio, we did see really really wet conditions into Ohio from um from the spring and that have started to dry out a little bit. They did get their crop in. Uh, most fields seem to be planted, but they were planted incredibly late from a lot of the reports. So end of May, beginning of June, a lot of corn going in in that time frame. And you could definitely tell the difference between the fields that got in early and late. Uh, we have a pretty couple pretty good pictures on that anyways, but that um, in Ohio type area there, that's going to struggle a little bit. Further east, the reports seem to have a pretty good crop into central Ohio. 
nothing to complain about in the central part of the state. And then um, as we worked west again last night, it really didn't take too much uh, too much time to get back to some normal looking corn stands. Uh, pretty decent consistency across the field. The soybeans were a little bit more disappointing on the trip here yesterday. They continue to be a little bit more up down, especially from that Ohio back through the northwestern uh, or the northern part of Indiana. Uh, still continuing to see a lot of up down in these shorter soybeans, and uh, that is a that is definitely a trend that we have noticed here. So there were some question marks that were raised yesterday and a couple of the stops there uh, about the ability for this crop in the east to try to make up for the crop in the west. And it's we found a lot of average crops, I should say. If you take the five-year averages, seems like that's what they came out at. Um, it wasn't fantastic, probably not complete record crops over here, but it's, it's a pretty good crop from what we've seen so far. And we're going to see some really important areas here as we move on the, the northern part of Indiana and, uh, Illinois today. Um, that's going to end into, into Iowa. We're going to go through some really good production areas that we look, uh, to try to make up for it. They've been catching some really nice rainfall here through these states here over the past couple weeks, though. You can tell, and uh, it's going to help finish this crop out. Really great weather for crop fill, and uh, it's not it's maybe not going to be a complete record over here, but I, I think we have good crops in, uh, in areas that matter, but um, not quite as good as what I was expecting with the reports going into it. So we're going we're gonna to keep that in mind when we come up with some of the final estimations. I know uh, Lucas Peters... He is going to make his way into some drier spots into South Dakota and the southeast part of the state today. Uh, we'll be uh, keeping touch with him through his journey today. Otherwise, folks, we'll catch you uh, tomorrow. We're going to end up about Cedar Rapids type area tonight and take off and finish our tour tomorrow and have that day's report. And then Friday will be the tell-all. We will come out with our final estimates talk about the crop tour in general and uh, really have some fun numbers to talk about so it'll be interesting um, a lot of our numbers are coming in fairly fairly close to what uh, uh, Stonex came out with uh, so far from their um, from the report they released here last night or this morning so that is something to keep in mind too and uh, we're really looking forward to seeing what uh, what these last few days have entailed for us so if you have any questions please reach out to us uh, we'll be around Thanks. And thank you to all our listeners. Please reach out to us from our website at professionalagmarketing.com or check out our newly added hog-specific podcast named Hog Market Talk that's released every Thursday. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk and loss that is not suitable for all investors.